This is the Banker Bob Thought for August 9th. To be absolutely sure of hitting the target, shoot first and call whatever you hit the target. Fans, welcome to Rapping on Racing, August 9th, 2021. Joining me now is co-host Dave Oliveri. Dave, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well, Don. It was a great weekend of racing, and I know we have a lot to cover, some big races at Jennerstown and down at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Guests tonight include Jennerstown Speedway General Manager Billy Rebar, Motor Mountain Masters Top 3 Derek Griffin, Eddie McDonald, and Albert Francis, Asphalt Modified Driver Tom Golick, Hall of Fame Drivers Dick Schwartzlander, Bob Waring, Bob Waring Jr., and Sprint Car Driver Cole Macedo. I was up at Jennerstown on Saturday evening. It was a great idea for Tony Stevens and Billy Rebar to have Chris Brink in the booth, along with Mark Garrow and, and Nate Rogalski. Chris did the invocation. Then, as usual, you know, Mr. Consumman, Lenny Baticki on pit road, he puts a spin on things on a 150-lap race that the average person just can't do. He's amazing, and I, I consider him a very good friend, and I'm glad that I met him years ago down at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and I think this week uh, I owe him a uh, pulled pork uh, lunch either at Randy's or Lancaster's. Hey, uh, we have a montage of Victory Lane interviews with Eric Westendorf and Howie Bayless and drivers Brian Schwartzlander, Cole Macedo, Colton Flinner, Corey McPherson, and John Over. Don... It was nice on Friday at Lernerville to see the King family, the Flanner family, and the McPherson family in Victory Lane with the kids. And we've talked about this prior to, to the taping. It's just, it has to be, you know, kind of a neat thing for you since I don't have, a, you know, I don't have children. But to see some of these kids that you watch grow up now have children and their kids are in Victory Lane. And it just makes it all the more special to see the smile, not only on the parents faces but the kids it's just you know it's a priceless moment these are memories that those children will have forever 
Uh, Logan Zarin really looked good. He picked up a heat win and a top five in the feature, and this is running with the big boys. So Logan's uh, resume just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, when I was there Friday at Larnerville, Don, like I said, he was really impressive in the heat race, and he was ultra-competitive all throughout. I mean, he was in the top five the whole night. But as we always say, and any driver will tell you this, there is no substitution for seat time. And the more time he gets, whether it's in the late model or if it's in his crate late model, it will be beneficial to him. Well, it was a milestone night for the Penn, Ohio Pro stocks as Corey McPherson crossed under the Lernerville checker flag first for the 50th time in his career. That number 50 wins doesn't even feel real, McPherson said in Victory Lane. I'm humbled to be here. We've been working on this all year long, and we've been close the last few weeks. And to be so close to Joe Kelly, who has 52 wins, uh, it's just something else. Right now, my goal is to get him, Kelly. And this is the best car I've ever had. I just couldn't be happier to be here. Donnie, you put that in perspective. You know, Joe's raced a lot of years, and you know, he's a Hall of Famer. And Corey McPherson, to get the 50 wins that he has, I mean, I think Corey is just in his, you know, mid-30s. So to accomplish that in, in, in a short, you know, span of time, you know, at the track is really quite an accomplishment. Jim Zufel and Bill Korch have an in-depth report on the Juke George Memorial. You visited with Lynn Geisler and Alex Faree at the number one Cochrane Sponsorship and Marketing Partners Cookout. Todd Puzz did his magic, and everyone had a great time. I think Lynn and Alex should do a seminar for other drivers on how to thank your sponsors. Well, I know I didn't go uh, not being fed in. Uh, they, we have an interview with Lynn. I'm not sure when it's going to play, but with him and Alex. And, again, two people that really know how to take care of their marketing partners. And, and that is, is so important, Don. And I know, you know, it, it sounds like a broken record. And, you know, we talked about it, you know, over and over. But, you know, nothing is more frustrating when you hear somebody say or I hear someone say, I'd like to thank my sponsors. They know who they are. Well, maybe Dave and Don know who they are, but the other two or three, 4,000 people in the grandstands would like to know who they are. You know what I think's funny? I wonder how many young kids today know what a record is, a broken record. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have to say, uh, maybe I, I, you, you got a good point there. I never <laughs> thought about that, but I guess that's just one of the phrases that, you know, yeah. as we get. Our older age, we, we kind of give it away that, you know, they probably don't know what a uh, phone is either, that you don't uh, hit a button and dial it. But uh, Tom Lang has a different approach on his track announcing at Sharon Speedway and his regular drag racing report. I thought it was very interesting that Tom, he did it for his buddy, Jim Pollock. Jim uh, was having some health issues and running up and down through the grandstands was a problem. And he said to Tom, they, they do a, a show um, high octane out of Meadville, and he told him on their last show, he said, I could use some help, and Tom was there. Hey, want to remind you, Rapping on Racing is available every Monday night from 6 p.m. Uh, it's on Apple TV, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, or Rapping on Racing. Programs available 24-7 and 365 days in a year. If you miss any of it, go to Apple TV or RappingOnRacing.com. We want to thank Jennerstown Speedway, the title sponsor for Rapid on Racing, and all our marketing partners, Alternative Power Sources, Environmental Air Incorporated, 
plus Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, RPS Financial Solutions, Tumla Meat Market, and Zarin Truck and Automotive. And a special thanks to you, Dave Oliveri, and our reporters, Howie Bayless, Lenny Baticki, Tyler Harris, Bill Korch, Tom Lang, and Jim Zufall. Special thanks to senior engineers and our technical advisors, Bill Korch, Ted Lusick, and Gary Scott, along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator. Um, have we covered everything? Anything you want to throw in there? I'm going to throw something in. It's, you know, it's, it's funny. You know, I, I go to these events, and... My wingman's not with me. I know you have things that you're taking care of back in North Carolina, but, you know, whether it was at Jennerstown Saturday evening, at Lernerville Friday evening, where's Don, how's he doing? And, you know, if you know they're not seeing you, they're still asking where you are and how you're doing. Well, I'm getting better every day, and I'm thinking if everything goes well, Don and I will be heading back to the Berg uh, in September. Well, that will be good. I mean, I think we got things taken care of up here with our, you know, our list of reporters. Uh, you know, as you always said, you can't do it by yourself. And like you said, with the group that we have, and then uh, just you know our contributors and things like that, it just makes your job a little bit easier, and you feel safe back there at home in North Carolina. So we wish you, I do, and I think all our listeners. We're looking forward to seeing you coming back in September and a speedy recovery. I thank you. You have a nice evening. You do the same as well, Don. This portion of Rapid on Racing is brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For more information, check out Jennerstown.org. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. 
And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Bill Freebar. A few times this weekend, really crystallized on that face. How big is this? Man, this is huge. We uh, we struggled here last year. We sh- we were really good here at the beginning of the year in that car store race, and you know we kind of been a little bit of a slump. We haven't been running as good as we normally have. So come out here with a really good car, man. Those guys maybe work for it tonight, though. You know, Cole and Eddie both put the pressure on me both times. We had a killer short run car, but just more uh, more laps we put on it, it seemed like it just got freer and freer. So got to thank my guys. We got a skeleton crew. It's uh, my my dad, Dolly, Cassidy, me, and Louie. So uh, that's all we got for a crew and. Uh, Emily, Emily's birthday's uh, tomorrow, my girlfriend. I love you, and I'll uh, see you tonight, hopefully. Got a little crazy out there right before that second official caution period. What was going through your mind when all that was breaking out around you? Man, I didn't want those yellows, but, uh, I mean, we had such a good short-run car that I think it didn't really hurt us too much. But, um, you know, we, uh, man, they tore up some stuff. I was, I was just glad I wasn't involved. Well, you're going to be involved with a red crimson jacket in a little bit. We're going to let you get out of the car and let the crowd see you and cheer for you. And we'll be back to award you the crimson jacket in a few minutes. Get the, let's get out and get those fans happy. Derek Griffith coming out of the car. Here he is, your Motor Mountain Masters champion. And he climbs out in Stoney's Victory Lane here at Jennerstown. And again, very happy guy. Look, he earned it. I mean, he really did earn it. At times in the race, didn't have the best car, didn't panic. They made some adjustments, obviously, when they changed the two tires. Made them a little bit quicker, maybe on the long run, had a little bit more staying power. And again, Derek Griffith, you know, dominates this race. Doesn't lead every lap. Again, McDonald kept him, you know, kept him honest and led this race just a little bit. Uh, great effort by him. And speaking of Eddie McDonald, I believe Lenny Baticki is with him right now. Second place for Eddie McDonald. The mic worked this time. So we've had all kinds of stuff tonight. But you've had all kinds. You led a little while. You ended up second. What kind of night was it in your estimation? Yeah, we're pretty happy. You know, Derek was definitely going to be tough to beat all, uh, all weekend. He was fast. So uh, congratulations to those guys. Uh, definitely a fun time out there. We just got a little too free on the longer runs. Um, the car just got free in. So um, all in all, I've got to thank uh, Matt Drake and his father and Grim Construction, Exit Realty, Hancock Electric, and, and Dave Lemieux, and, and all my guys for, for helping me. And, and you guys for putting the show on. This is great. Um, we loved coming out here. This is the first time, so looking forward to coming back. Yeah, you've ran a lot of big races in your career. What about the response from the fans and facility here? How do you rate Jennerstown Speedway? No, it's definitely a great place. A lot of fans came out tonight. It was good to see that. And, and this place is a great facility, you know, really well kept. And uh, everyone here is great. So definitely looking forward to coming back. Eddie McDonald, runner-up, a great ambassador for the sport. We'll roll down. Albert Francis over here. Mike Bellardi jumping in here with a trophy. So you got a trophy here. Kind of a nice. Says 2021. Top three. You're on the podium. As the guy that we talked to about a thinking man, a chassis guy, what would you have adjusted different tonight to make up a couple more spots? Uh, just the same adjustments we made after the second stage there. I mean, it just came alive at the end of it. We had a long run car. Ten more laps, I think we would have got them. You know, you race right alongside some of the best all the time, never touch. Is that something that's been grown into you? Is that something that you take pride in? Because you really run without any marks on your car. It's amazing. I just like to be raced the way I race other people, and I wouldn't appreciate it if other people just ran into me like that, so... That's the way I like to race. Well, Rack Hunter's got a great ambassador here. 
Albert Francis comes home. This is yours. I don't need to steal it from you. <laughs> Albert Francis, top three. Congratulations to him. We'll go down. We've got the American Racer Crimson Jacket to award to Derek Griffith here in just a couple of moments. All right, thank you, uh, Lenny. And again, well-deserved Albert Francis. A much different kind of race out of him than I saw a year ago. This portion of Rapid on Racing was brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For information about upcoming events at Jennerstown Speedway, check out Jennerstown.org. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinner Bell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724 724- 352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Bill Freebar. 
Fans joining us now is probably the happiest guy in Somerset County, Billy Rebar. Bill, what a great show. Uh, fantastic show, Don. People only dream of putting together what we did this past weekend at Jennerstown Speedway with the fourth annual Motor Mountain Masters. Uh, I talk about it all the time on the show, very passionate about it. We pour our heart and souls into this event, and I think it all paid off and proved to be true here this past Saturday. Well, I know when Lenny did the podium, he all three of the drivers were uh, excellent representatives, and they, they praised the track and you and the owners. But uh, let's get to the behind-the-scenes stuff. There's a lot of people need to be thanked because this didn't happen by itself. Yeah, that's right, Don. I mean, there's so many people involved in the behind-the-scenes and so many people that are you don't even know they're there because they just float around in the background to make it happen. And when it takes uh, an event of this scale, it takes a small army. You know, every Saturday we have 71 employees at Jennerstown Speedway Complex, and that doesn't count when you bring in an event like this and you have the wonderful team of Lenny Baticki and Tony Stevens and Mark Garrow over there at Pit Road TV doing the broadcast, and it was a free preview. Most tracks don't do a event of this scale. I was getting phone calls from Florida from Texas, from people in Seattle watching the race on Saturday night, uh, just so alive and full of emotion to see their favorite track come back to life and to host these kind of events. And without those guys over there at Pit Road TV and Tony and the crew, stuff like that wouldn't be possible. And, you know, Lenny Baticki is just an amazing man, great friend that we've made. And those guys have just accelerated this program that maybe it maybe would have taken 10 years to get to this type of quality of this race. Uh, we've been able to do it in four short years, and we're already putting a pen to the paper for the, the fifth annual Motor Mountain Masters and to see how we can build it bigger. And it was just a tremendous night. Um, so many people to thank. Dawn, anyone has the opportunity to go to either the Jennerstown Facebook page, pitroadtv.com. They can watch this entire broadcast in its entirety from start to finish for free as a result of our amazing marketing partners at Jennerstown Speedway, Arsenberger Trucking, McCreary Tire, American Racer Tire, and everyone that's a part of Jennerstown helped make that happen so anybody can enjoy it from everywhere. But, you know, when it gets down to it, nothing with this would have happened without the officiating staff. We have the greatest group of officials in the country. I feel confident we could pick them up and go to any racetrack and put on the show we did Saturday night. That's how much confidence I have in this crew with Mike Velarde, Chad, Mike, Todd, Craig, Vernon, Eric, Gary, Brad, uh, Michael, Breezy, everybody down through the line, Fritzy. We are just clicking like a family, and that's what it takes. And I think these drivers and crews and fans recognize it, and the end result is an amazing show. I thought it was brilliant having Chris Brink up there to do some of the commentary. Yeah, they uh, they asked me about a track an- an analyst and an expert and, you know, I knew Chris was off that night, and I asked him to do the opening prayer, and you know, we send our wishes, best wishes out to Pastor Kerry Gibson. He's having some health issues and driving at night and stuff, and kind of looking at probably passing of the torch if the, you know, his health doesn't improve, and I know I'm sure he was watching from home, and Chris did the honors of doing the invocation for us, and I knew he was going to be there, and I know Chris is a great speaker, and he's a former modified champion. I thought, what better person? And boy, did he not disappoint. Chris Brink is the an- analyst. Nate Rigotti, the new voice of Jennerstown Speedway, hopefully for years to come, and Mark Garrow, who's nationally renowned for his work with NASCAR and MRN Network. Uh, Those three just killed it in the booth. Fantastic job. 
it was outstanding. You know, when I first saw Chris there, I thought, oh, this is interesting. But what he brought to the broadcast, uh, Mark and Nate wouldn't have that expertise because he, he raced there. He drove there. He knew the track. He could talk about the groove or, or, or the condition of the track or the marbles or you name it. He was there. Well, I actually texted him yesterday morning. I said, I think you have a future in broadcasting. Just remember me when you make it big. And he said he'll remember him. Remember me in his memoir. So uh, <laughs> I can't thank Chris enough for doing that. So let's talk about some of the other activities that transpired for this very, very successful race. Well, we had a, a fantastic field of cars, Don. Uh, we kicked it off with the Stoytown Auto Record Modified. Uh, we had two gentlemen from Ohio come out. Rick Sibola, who was actually last year's winner, kind of looked to be the favorite to compete. Uh, we ran 25 laps, had a few cautions here or there, and then we had a competition caution to reset the field. Not that we needed any other restarts, but that was part of the initial plan, and it was Boswell's own R.J. DeLappy, no stranger to Stoney's victory lane, was able to get a jump on Rick on that last restart, and he was able to complete the 40-lap feature and the top position he visited stoney's victory lane and took home the thousand dollar check so really exciting feature all the way through the field strong runs from doug lesnar john fama tom golick and the rest of the field uh pretty clean race and had some incidents but nothing major uh the modified always put on a really strong show at jennerstown and that took us to the feature event uh, we had 30 cars on the property unfortunately uh dave whitetaker from new york he uh had an incident in hot laps, wasn't able to take the green flags. We had 39 cars start the feature. The quality of the cars this season, Don, exceeded all expectations. Uh, ultimately, Derek Griffith went to Stoney's Victory Reign, got the crimson red jacket as the fourth annual Motor Mountain Masters winner. Uh, we have not had a re- repeat champion. I already talked to Derek and his dad, and schedule permitting, it's already going to be circled for next year and come back and defend his title. Runner-up, Eddie McDonald, his first trip to Jennerstown, absolutely fell in love with the place. Been texting him all day. Uh, they're ready to come back. Albert Francis, he needed about 10 more laps, and he might have had something to go for the red jacket, finishes third. Down through the list, you got Corey Casagrande, Gabe Brown. Uh, just These guys just absolutely love that racetrack, and it, it's because of the staff. I mean, I have the greatest, greatest officiating staff, the better best concession manager, then Leanne Henry and her staff, from the time they walk in to the time they leave, they're happy. Um, Denny Morgan and his staff and the maintenance staff, these events, it takes an army, and we have the perfect army here at Jennerstown. Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Billy Rebar, the general manager at the Jennerstown Speedway. The kind of thank yous you get from these drivers and the impressions that they have of the track, you can't buy that kind of advertising. Everybody that comes there said, wow, this is nice. I want to come back. And if it's somebody that's coming back, I knew or they knew they had to come back because of how much they enjoyed being there. Yeah, it's the number one thing we take pride in. And like you said, Don, this is all unsolicited. There's nobody holding a gun to their head to say these things about it. And, you know, when they say it on social media, and just go through there and look at any post that was tagged from Saturday night's race. It's just nothing full of compliments to the facility and the way the race was run and the level of professionalism. You know, we meet well before the event with the staff, and, you know, we want it to come off without hitches. What, what I really admire is your rapport with the drivers, car owners, whatever. You have developed friendships with drivers from 
14, 15 different states. I mean, you had a guy there from Texas. You got a guy from Canada. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Well, I say it all the time, Don. You meet some of the most of people, most amazing people in the motorsports community. And if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have any of this. So you got to work with everyone, try to get to know them, make their voices be heard. And, you know, I'm actually looking for flights to go hang out with Mike Hopkins up there at the Oxford 250 because uh, Mike's become a very dear friend. And we spent a little bit of a late night there Saturday night with a bunch of us hanging out with the group from Port City Race Cars. Great friends, Gary Crook, Shane Tesh. Mike Sweeney and the gang, and that's what it's all about, and can't wait to do it more often. Do we have an opportunity now to talk about what's coming up this week? So this Saturday, August 14th, will be the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. We'll have, I believe it's six gentlemen inducted onto the front stretch during opening ceremonies. Uh, So the gates will open at 4 p.m. Racing begins at 6. A little bit later this week, because opening ceremonies will include the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Uh, we also have a makeup feature this week. So this Saturday, August 14th, we have our Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Uh, we'll have class of 2021 inducted on the front stretch. Gates open at 4, 5.55. The opening ceremonies begin, and the heat races will follow immediately after the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. We also have the makeup feature for the Pro Stock Division this Saturday, so they'll be running double features, so to speak, the makeup plus the scheduled feature. And then we have what's called the Bill Audi Tribute Races, uh, which is extended laps for the Chargers and Street Stock Divisions. Uh, just a little something to honor the late Bill Audi, who has done so much for the divisions here at Jennerstown. I have a Bill Audi story. I've told it several times, but I'd like to tell it again. I met Bill at Jennerstown. It was dirt at the time when I got thrown out of Schmuckers for trying to put Snooky Williams into the wall. And it's kind of appropriate. He's going into your Hall of Fame. He and I were friends for a long time, Snooky and Bill. And that was probably the most significant thing that ever happened to me with the dirt days at Jennerstown Speedway. Bill and I were friends till he passed. I certainly can't imagine you ever trying to put anybody in the wall, let alone Snooky Williams. But we're really excited for Snooky to get inducted into the Hall of Fame along with all the others. Um, the one that is mean the most to me is Milt Bittner. He is just a legendary person at the Jennerstown Speedway. Milt and his family sacrifice countless hours every week to be at that speedway with their family towing business. Probably the most remarkable, talented tow truck driver I've ever met in my life. Just great quality people that we enjoy being around every week, and it's only fitting that he will be part of the class of 2021. Uh, we'll talk a little more about the class of 2021 on next year's report or next week's report, Don. But just really excited to see Milk get that honor. Well, I think you've covered it. Uh, tip of the hat to Pit Road TV and all the things that happened. You and your staff, the owners, have to be thrilled. I want to thank you for being with us tonight, and you have a nice evening. Thanks, Don. I just want to say one last thank you to Matt Shinovsky. He's the one behind the scenes doing all the Facebook posts, makes our programs every week. He is what keeps Jennerstown on the map, on people's phones, at their fingertips, week after week. Nobody works harder or takes it more dear to their heart than myself and Matt Shinovsky and Mike Bellardi. So big thank you to Matt and everyone else that makes it happen. In the category of It's a Small World, Matt's dad was on my pit crew when I was driving for the folks from Harmony Auto Parts. And Matt was actually also the recipient of the 2020 Lenny Batiki Good Guy Award. So how fitting is that? Perfect. Well, I thank you again. You have a nice evening. 
Thanks, Don. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now more Rappin' on Racing with your host Don Gamble and Jim Zufall. Saturday night at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, it was the occasion of the 32nd annual Jook George Steel City Memorial Race. This race was taken over promotional-wise by Brandon Lockwich a few years back, and it has turned into a monster. The purse uh, started off with a $6,010 to win with a $1,000 bonus. If anyone, can, if the driver that won would contribute to the purse, and Michael Norris walked away with a win, he got himself a nice big check. Wrapping on Racing's Bill Court was on hand for all the events, and he files this report. This past Saturday at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, it was the 32nd annual Joke George Memorial, sanctioned by the Rush Crate Late Model Series and promoted by Brandon Lockwich. 36 cars were in the pits for time trials, but after hot laps, the cars of Tommy Schernhofer and Levi Spinneweber did not participate as they dropped out due to mechanical issues. So out of the 34 cars timing... Two Kyles were the fastest, Kyle Hardy the quickest, and Kyle Lukon second fastest. And that set the field for the four heat races. Hardy winning the first one, Daryl Charlier finishing second. Lukon winning heat number two with Ben Police second. 
Heat 3 went to Michael Norris, Garrett Paw finishing second, and Michael Doretsky took the final heat, Mike Reft finished second. Those top eight cars from the heat races would participate in the dash. A redraw was held for the dash, Mike Reft winning the pole. But in the dash, Daryl Charlier came from his fifth starting spot to win it, and Michael Doritsky finished second. Two B-mains were held, Ryan Frazee winning the first one, Tony White finishing second, and Philip Bubeck running in the other Lucon 184 car, while the second B-main, Dan Lepro, was the runner-up. As the 50-lap feature got the green flag, Charlier raced out to the early lead, followed by Michael Doritsky, Mike Raft, Garrett Paw, and Michael Norris. Norris quickly moved up to third, and seventh starting Kyle Lucon, in a few laps, cracked the top four. The first caution came out on lap seven, and the field continued to have more uncounted caution laps after a couple of restarts. Finally, when racing resumed, Ruff was able to pass Norris and Doresky for second place briefly, but Norris got by Ruff again for second place. Charlier in first still had a significant lead over Norris when he moved into second, and Lucon continued to move forward, getting past Reft on lap 13. Norris and Lucon battled for second behind Charlier, when after a restart on lap 22, Garrett Paul made contact with Lucon, and he took over third. Lucon was shuffled back to 10th place. During a one-lap run between caution flags, Norris was able to get by Charlier to take over the lead. Eighth starting Cal Hardy became a factor when he took over third place on another restart and then passed Charlier for second on lap 27, with Lucon making his way back into the top three. That set off a mad dash for the win in the final 27 caution-free laps. Hardy would challenge Norris for the lead. Lucon would challenge Hardy for second place. But in the end, Norris was able to hold them both off and win his second consecutive Joke George Memorial. In Victory Lane, Norris talked about getting to the front and how his experience at Pittsburgh paid off. I felt good at the beginning, and then uh, we just rode around so much. I burned off so much fuel, I started getting free. and I tried to leave Daryl Lane over there, and then I felt him get under me, so I figured he wasn't out there. So I moved on up, and uh, I thought Hardy was going to get me there, and I figured just be as wide as I could. And I, I felt good down here, but I struggled in three and four. But a lot of laps around here, I think, played in my favor. And on the significance of winning his second straight Joke George Memorial. Oh, that's huge, and I'm, I'm really excited for my brother-in-law and my whole family, and uh, I love coming here. I wish I'd have more super races so I could be here more, but uh, it's huge, and uh, the amount of effort that goes into this event, it shows with the quality of cars and everybody that supports it, and just once again got to thank Cletus, and uh, to be able to race for this much money close to home, it's awesome. The brother-in-law that Norris referred to was car owner Nico DeBecco, and Cletus is the nickname for Brandon Lockwich. Second place finishing Kyle Hardy talked about his battle with Norris for the lead. One time I caught Michael and it took him till we got to the exit to get back by me. I, I wanted to go to the top, uh, but I'm not going to race him like that, so uh, I want to earn it. Uh, he did a good job, so did uh, Kyle Lucon. Uh, great racetrack tonight. They kept the water off of it. Um, Good job there. Uh, great job to my guys. Uh, I got a great group of guys that work here, and uh, they, they definitely know what they're doing. Uh, makes it a lot easier on me. By the way, Hardy's car had to be repaired after suffering damage in the dash. Third place finishing Kyle Lucon also had to overcome some problems. Just didn't work out, you know. I mean, got run over by the same car four times on the same night. So uh, the fact that we bounced back to third after dropping all the way, I think, outside the top ten, uh, 
Uh, I was kind of really hoping for a restart there at the end. I really thought we had something for him. I, I could run the two of them down, like I told Kyle when he got out of the car. Every time I'd catch him, he'd clip that mud and throw it across the track, and I'd go for a ride, and then I'd have to start all over again. The top 10 finishers at the 32nd Annual Joke George Memorial. Once again, Michael Norris winning his second straight, Kyle Hardy finishing second, and Kyle Luke on third. Daryl Charlier, the pole sitter, finished fourth. And Joe Martin, who also had some trouble early in the race, came back to finish fifth. Sixth through tenth place went to Michael Doretsky, Garrett Paw, Jeremy Wonderling, Matt Latta, and Justin Kahn. Dave Goble won the 10-lap non-qualifiers race. Congratulations to winner Mike Norris and also to promoter Brandon Lockwood for his efforts in putting on another successful Juke George Memorial. Reporting for Rapid on Racing, I'm Bill Korch. Only one support class on Saturday night, and that was the Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. Steven Sheltman has not been seeing Victory Lane a whole lot. Six-time champion is Sheltman, and he's uh, sort of not sure what was going on. They got a few parts put in the car. They crossed their fingers and threw some threw some repairs at it. Got A.J. Poljack involved, of course. He builds the power plant for the Sheltman Hobby Stock, and Steven Sheltman finds himself back in Victory Lane for his 50th victory. Cody Catellas, who finishes in the top two or three nearly every week finds himself in second place Matt Bernard, Chloe Jones and Kayla McManus finished in the top five 221K normally driven by Carly Kovacs was piloted by Danny Rich he finished sixth finishing seventh was Cody Tokarski then Robert Betts, John Kane and Tony McGill round out the top ten heats were won by Shultman and Cody Catellis Next Saturday night, it's the Admar Pro Stocks. Uh, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks are center stage as we present the Willie White Memorial. White, of course, longtime racer here at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, as well as a longtime employee. So the Pro Stocks, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, will take center stage next Saturday night. Also, our other divisions, the Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks, the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders, and the Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns rounding out the five-division show this coming Saturday night at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. For Rapid on Racing, I'm Jim Zufall. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. 
from sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation. Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. Saturday night, racing entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. The Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series. The Rush Sportsman Modifieds. The Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. The Rush Wingless Sprints. Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds. And the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. And now, back to more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tom Lang. Listeners, joining us now is Tom Lang, and normally we focus on drag racing, but before we get into that, uh, Tom, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Don. It's a pleasure to join you, as always. Actually, you have more than just a drag racing report for this week. We can talk about some dirt track action. Tell us about your trip to Sharon Speedway Saturday night. Hey, yes, Don. I was at Sharon Speedway Saturday night for the Carilla Memorial Uh, As you know, and some of our listeners may know, I'm the host of a radio show called High Octane Race Talk. Uh, My partner on the show is Jim Pollock, the voice of Sharon Speedway. Uh, Jim's had some recent surgery, which left his voice impaired to some extent. Uh, He had some more surgery to correct that situation, and his voice is improving rapidly. He asked me to uh, come up to Sharon to handle the trackside announcing duties this week as their regular guy had another commitment. So I laced up some shoes that were more suitable to the dirt than what I normally would wear at the drag races where I usually work. Uh, As I mentioned, it was the Carilla Memorial honoring Bill Carilla, who was part of the ownership group, along with the Blaney and Weller families that took over ownership of the famed Sharon Speedway in 2002. Uh, Unfortunately, Bill took ill. Uh, passed away in 2006. I had the pleasure of meeting Bill's wife, Gloria, and their children, Bill Jr. and Tiffany and their families, and presenting Gloria with some flowers in a pre-race ceremony. Uh, After that, my job was pretty simple. Uh, Interview the winners of the four features. Uh, The first feature were the uh, 410 sprints. In eight races at Sharon Speedway this season for the 410 sprints, there have been eight different winners. Uh, The only drivers who started the feature who had a chance to break that streak 
where Adam Kekich and George Hobar, a Hobar started inside of row two, Kekich was right on his tail inside row three, and behind Kekich was Carl Bowser, who despite a lot of good runs at Sharon, had never parked a sprint car in the winter circle there. Well, Bowser worked his way to the lead by mid-race with Hobar hot on his tail while they uh, worked their way through the lap traffic. And Hobaugh made several strong runs at Bowser, but Carl held him off for the $3,000 purse. The Economods were racing for an increased purse of $2,000 as part of the Ron Shargo Memorial. Will Thomas had won three of the four Economod features this season. He did so again Saturday night. Luke Mulichek took home the win in the Dwarf Cars. And the final feature of the evening was the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. Uh, Clayton Dean started on the pole, and he had to be wondering what was going on behind him as the first three attempts to start the feature ended in cautions in turn one. These guys were in a hurry to get going. Well, Sharon Speedway has a rule that after three consecutive yellow flag restarts, they would then start single foul. As nobody in race control could remember this situation arising on the initial start of a race, there was a bit of, the, of a discussion about whether that rule applied in this situation. Uh, it didn't take long to decide on a single-file start, and the race finally got underway. A Deems led flag-to-flag, and he did remember to thank his wife in the post-race interview, mostly because she was standing about 20 feet away, reminding him to do so. Now, it was a fun <laughs> night for me. I'm glad I could help out where I was needed. Uh, I'd be more than happy to do that again. You are a good friend, not only to him, but to me. You know, the worst thing that could happen to an announcer is to have issues with his voice. So uh, you, uh, you helped him out, and I'm sure he appreciates it. Your resume just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Is there anything you can't do in motorsports? Uh, drive. <laughs> I've, I've never actually competed in uh, a race in all the years I've been doing this. Uh, but uh, I don't. I, I'm not afraid to try something new, especially when it comes to the announcing or another form of motorsports. I did a uh, pit bike race up at uh, Quaker Steak and Lube. Uh, a few other things. So it's all fun. I, I love it. So back to your usual duties, what do you have for us from the world of drag racing? Well, last week the P2 contracting team was at Virginia Motorsports Park for the inaugural PDRA Summit Pro Stars event. Uh, eight cars from each class of racing and PDRA were invited to the event based on the special point system that started in the second half of last season. Uh, the most interesting part of this event was the Pro Nitrous cars raced against the Pro Boost cars, which normally doesn't happen at a PDRA race, although it does in other Pro Mod series. Uh, Jim Halsey, who has utterly dominated the Switzer Dynamics Pro Nitrous class this season, he's only lost one round of racing all year. And even then, the other guy did not run them. They ran identical ETs. The uh, opponent was just a little quicker at the tree. Uh, he was the only nitrous car left standing after two rounds of competition, 
And he was the only car left after the final round when he defeated a red-lighting Johnny Camp. A Camp had an interesting encounter in the semifinals. At the PDRA Summer Shootout at Virginia Motorsports Park two weeks prior to the Pro Stars event, Camp squared off with P2 contracting driver Todd Tuttero in the semifinals, where he lost to Todd on a red light. At the Pro Stars race, both drivers were pre-staged. But it didn't look like either one of them was willing to be the first car to fully stage. Uh, both cars sat there idling for what seemed like an eternity. Now, there's no rule governing which car goes in first. Uh, in the old days, a driver could burn the other driver down by waiting to light that last bulb after the opponent had gone in. The modern timing system does not allow that to happen, as once three of the four staging bulbs are lit, the second driver has just second seven seconds to fully stage, or they'll be counted out. So Camp and King Tut sat there for what seemed like an eternity, but in reality was only 50 seconds. A Camp went in first, Todd was three seconds behind him, and when the tree flashed, Camp got out first and led Tuttero all the way to the finish line, taking the win in a race that it had the fans on their feet. Yeah, they, they just love these staging duels like this. Uh, it gets the fans all excited, and apparently it doesn't really bother the drivers because they're willing to engage in them. Uh, the Summit Pro Stars event was a first-class deal. Uh, they fed breakfast to all the racers and their crew Saturday morning. There was a very moving pre-race ceremony with members of the military presenting the colors for the national anthem. And they also had military members on top of the tower, who unfurled a huge American flag that hung from the top of the tower all the way to the ground. And it was right in front of the tunnel where the race cars pass under the tower on their way out of the, onto the track. Uh, it, it, it really was a, a nice ceremony. Uh, they had jet cars, funny cars, fireworks. It was a really nice event. And I look forward to seeing this event in the future, as I'm sure it's going to grow and get better every year. I like the military uh, tribute. That that sounds like it was beautiful. Uh, what's uh, what's coming up next for the PDRA? Well, the PDRA will be at Maple Grove Raceway near Reading this weekend for the P2 Contracting Northern Nationals presented by P2 Racing. It will be PDRA's first ever visit to Pennsylvania. The track at the Grove is usually pretty fast because the track sits down in a valley surrounded by trees which produce plenty of oxygen for the cars turn to turn into plenty of horsepower. Uh, the car count should be very strong, uh, a lot of good racers in this area, and also a lot of knowledgeable fans. Uh, this will be the first time that the team I am with will be sponsoring a major event like this. So I'm sure it's going to be pretty busy for me and uh, our entire team this weekend. Uh, the schedule calls for uh, testing on Thursday, uh, qualifying on Friday, and eliminations on Saturday. For more information, go to pdra660.com. Tom, not only an excellent drag racing report, but I compliment you on your on-track duties at Sharon Speedway. I really appreciate your information. Excellent report, and I thank you. Any closing thoughts? No, 
No, I think that's going to cover it for this week, but uh, I wouldn't mind getting back to a dirt track anytime soon, I'll tell you. Well, keep those shoes where you can get to them. <laughs> I'll do that, Don. All right, you have a nice evening. Thank you. You're welcome. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stock, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listener, if you're just joining us, we're with Len Guystone, Alex Free, and we're be in the pavilion behind the grandstands at Lernerville Speedway. Len, this is something that you alluded to on last week's show that you've done for many, many years with your sponsors. Alex, you have done it in an indirect way, you know, with your own team. But, you know, the two of you that came together this year, you know, picked up some wins. But that, that's important. But the most important thing, Len, is, and you always talk about it, is you have to keep your sponsors aware of what's going on. We're doing that now with Don on a weekly basis, but tonight you've had, I don't know how many guests there, you can tell the listeners, just a beautiful display of camaraderie between some of your longtime sponsors and Alex's this year. Yeah, it's it's really a great thing, and it's a beautiful night to do it. Um, So many times you get people together, you introduce them as to what their business is or what they're doing, and you find out that somebody else can use them and they feel comfortable doing it. And this has just been a fun year for me being involved with Alex, so it really made it easy to do this. Alex, you know, your thoughts on this, you know, you've done it with Franklin and, and, and with your own team, and it's a little bit different. You know, you, like you said, we talked last week and when we were doing the interview after the win last week, you know, your involvement with Jack Crowell and Lynn over the years, but to have longtime sponsors and some of the sponsors that you've had, if they were able to carry over with you to join the number one team. Yeah, it's 
it's been an honor and it's been a lot of fun this year, like Lynn said. And doing this deal was definitely a lot, was a lot of fun and interesting, and definitely great weather. Uh, I can't say enough about Lynn driving for him and getting everybody together like this and having a good time, and everyone's just enjoying themselves. You know, Don always jokes, and Lynn, you hear this all the time. We talked about it again last week, not to beat a broken record. You hear a driver in victory lane say, I'd like to thank my sponsors. They know who they are. Well, maybe Alex and Lynn knows who their sponsors are, but the four or 5,000 people in the stands don't. And that's just it. It's not only at victory lane. It's at banquets and everywhere. And I know we were can. It, it's just a funny scenario. But like you said, you never know where that next friendship's going to come. That guy could come into the to the showroom or to wherever it's at and say, hey, look, I know I work at Cochrane now, and everybody knows Lynn Geisler. And they know Lynn Geisler not from working at Cochrane, but from your years of racing. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a definite, it's a thing you need to work at, but if you find a niche and you can find out how to enjoy it, it's really easy. And I, it wasn't easy in the beginning for me, believe me. And Jack helped me a lot with it. And fortunately, we ran halfway decent, and that made it easy as well. But still, we meet people here tonight. People meet each other. You just never know what's going to come out of these things. They're, they're very good. I mean, I know some of your longtime sponsors, Cochran and Hotsies, but then Alex, you know, you have some too. You know, you have your businesses, you have Franklin, and you have, you know, you picked up Marburger this year. So there's a lot of people that, like you said, they wouldn't think they would mesh together, but when they do, they're like, hey, this is a pretty good relationship. Yeah, it really is. And you see all the people that know each other beforehand and the new people that learn, like Moody's and Marburger. I mean, they've been friends for who knows how long from ours. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people that know each other and then necessarily know that they knew each other through us too so it's it's neat to see everybody doing that and doing all that fun stuff well the things that i truly like about this we're going to wrap it up is you guys are both truly ambassadors not only to racing here at lernerville but to your teams and so lynn i'd like to thank you for inviting me to the uh to get together tonight i got you know with pa's bringing some food my way it was definitely pretty good i don't think any of us alex might not have got such a big meal you might have to take the plate after the after the races because for a driver it's hard to eat before you race again great great event tonight well somebody told me you were going to take dawn's spot but uh you fell short on the, on the amount of food you ate believe me if you were taking dawn's spot but <laughs> we just had to roast him a little bit so yeah it was really nice i'm glad you had us again and you know your final thoughts alex well, just a great evening. The food was amazing. I tried a couple bites. I I don't like to eat before the races. Uh, I need I know I need to work on some stuff because listen to Lynn every year. I've said this for I think my I don't know how long ago this was. Lynn, if you remember, you could probably tell me. But I mean, my first year really running points in Lunarville, I came behind him in points, or at least a spot or two behind him. And just how eloquent he's always been. And I need to strive to be better at that because like just talking in front of people is a little different, a little harder for me. Lynn's just always been good at it. Well, guys, it's been fun, and enjoy the rest of the evening, and hopefully we'll get the number one parked in victory lane again. No pressure, Alec. Yeah, no, I hope so. It'll be nice. There you go. Well, thank you for having us. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. 
They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. And now, more Rapid on Grayson with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, we're back from our break, and unbelievable. You know, Don Gamble said I couldn't pull this off, and I did, and not only do I have one wearing, we're sitting in, in, in the wearing mobile and just enjoying nostalgia night here. I got both Bob and, and Bobby Jr. Bob, it's been a while since you've been to Lernerville. You've had some health issues, but how special is it to come to a track that had so, so many memories to you and treated you so well? Uh, it's great, but uh, I tell you, just coming over here, it's really good. They always say sometimes, you know, as racers, when we get to the track, that's our best form of medicine. It's just, I mean, I saw you talking to Larry Walters, you're talking to Deke Scott. These are guys that, again, many, you've raced, you know, hundreds and hundreds of laps against them. And as a whole, we don't get to see these guys very often. You know, Dick Schwarzlander is like 91 years old now. I understand that. Well, I'm only 82, so I'm just a puppy yet. (laughs) <laughs> I think you. I think Don's a little bit behind you, but you know, what we're looking at is we're sitting in the car doing the interview. We're looking at that iconic, you know, number one Camaro with the dunk, you know, dunk power and everything. Did you ever imagine the success that you would have with one particular car, let alone one year winning thirteen straight features? No, I didn't. It's still unbelievable. I don't know how I did it. I must have been bumped my head when I hit the wall down Daytona. So. That was probably what happened to me. <laughs> well, you know, they say sometimes, you know, when you mesh with somebody, you know, it was Ray Everham and Jeff Gordon. You and Dunk were, had a lethal combination, and you don't see that very often in motorsports. And when you have it, it's special, and you guys capitalized on it. Uh, yes, we did. It was running good, but uh, right front tire blew out, and that was all she wrote. So. You know, Kurt Green is that, Norm. They just think the world of you. They put that tribute car together. It's probably been five, six years ago. And I remember when they had the initial, uh, you know, unveiling of it. When you look at that, I'm sure it has to make your heart flutter a little bit. Because, again, so, so many memories. Uh, Yeah, it makes my heart flutter when they want me to get in the car because I have trouble getting in it. So, But, yeah, it's nice. And and I'm glad them guys are willing to work on it and bring it around different tracks and stuff so because when you see that car there's there's certain things that you see in life and when you see a yellow number one you think of bob Waring. yeah i do i don't know why but i do yeah and that's like you know herb scott you think of a pink number one yep. joining us in the back seat again the other wearing wearing junior bobby it's good to have you on wrapping on racing it's been a while since i've seen you we worked together for many many years you turned a lot of laps up here how special it was it as a son to be able to race against your dad oh that was the greatest uh, one time in the modifieds we raced in a, in a heat race and and we bumped a little bit, come out of turn two, and my mud plug stuck in his left rear, or right rear stuck in his left rear, and he brought it over because you're missing something. So that was pretty cool. 
This portion of today's program is brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. Saturday night, racing entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. The Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series. The Rush Sportsman Modifieds. The Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. The Rush Wingless Sprints. Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds. And the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. Fans, joining us now is Asphalt Modified driver Tom Golick. Tom, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Don. Doing well. Thank you. You know, I've watched your career from the late 70s, I guess 78, 79. Uh, always enjoyed watching you. Spent a lot of time on the dirt, and then you moved up through the different divisions. And we'll get to that in just a second. But I guess my first question is... Uh, your children, Allison and Patrick, are they race fans? Oh yeah, they uh, they used to come to the races all the time. My son's in the Air Force; uh, he's stationed out in Tacoma, Washington, right now. So he, when he gets in here, uh, he usually comes to the races. But my daughter, uh, she's married to Cody Gaynor, and I kind of got maybe him involved in racing, and and they're there with their car periodically when they can. He works a lot, and uh, but. Uh, he usually comes to the races, and my daughters are almost every week with my grandson, too. Well, and I, I support and uh, your son, Patrick, for his work in the armed services. Thank you. Now, you've been in racing for a long time, and as you moved up through the different divisions, 
How about, because we get a lot of new listeners all the time. Uh, after you started out in the six cylinders, then what happened next? Um, after that, we bought a, uh, well, the first year they, we, we had a six cylinder and, um, over the winter, they had switched the rules where you were allowed to run a V8, and we didn't find out about it until almost like March. Uh, so my dad and I, we just decided to run the six-cylinder, get some driving experience, and you know just see how it goes from there. We actually won two heat races, and it was drizzling both nights, and I think the, the six-cylinder just hooked up and went, and the V8 <laughs> was just sitting there spinning you know, in, in a little bit of drizzle. Yeah. But um, the following year, we decided uh, we better get into a Chevelle big block we had. Got a big block off of uh, uh, Forbes Pete, was a real good friend of my dad's whenever they were growing up, and uh, we put together a pretty decent car. We actually won the track championship at Motodrome that year with uh, with the car. Forbes' history in racing goes way back. He helped Dick Linder when he was like a teenager. A very, mm-hmm. very knowledgeable guy. Oh, yeah. Well, that's how my dad... You know, they grew up together. My dad also helped uh, Dick Linder uh, in the PRA and they went to Daytona Beach and built cars for Dick Down Air and stuff like that. And uh, that's, that's probably how I got involved with racing a little bit. Well, that would have been my next question. And that's a natural that if Dad was that involved, I always enjoyed stopping over and talking to him. And we'd try to solve the world's problems. Unfortunately, uh, we lost them. And I was sorry to have that happen because mm-hmm. I, I miss them. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he was a big influence on the way we did things around the garage and stuff like that, and uh, definitely miss him. Now, one of the questions I asked the best part of racing, but I think I answered that when I looked on your Facebook page and saw what you were doing with the kids on autograph night. Wow, those kids were loving it. Oh yeah, I mean we really enjoyed uh, having the, the, the children and stuff come down. I mean that's part of why you know I mean, that uh, that they have those autograph nights, and I usually wind up you know thanking the parents for bringing the kids down there. I mean it's they're maybe the next generation of drivers, promoters, you know, track owners and things like that, that, you know, they're a six or seven, eight, ten-year-old kid that, you know, looks up to you. Well, Billy Rebar, when he was eight or nine, ten years old, look where he is now. He started out as a fan. Sure, sure. He was a big Charlie Cragen fan and, you know, uh, uh, Bobby Henry and all that. And, and the gentleman's running the racetrack now, one of the best uh, racetracks in, in the whole area here, you know. He's doing an outstanding job. I just, that's amazing. He's always thinking outside the box. Like, he'll call and say, I got an idea. I want to run this past you. And wow, the the ideas are all coming to fruition. I mean, the Masters is just one example of, that's his baby. And and look where that is now. Sure. I mean, they got an incredible field of cars coming in from a lot of different states. And, you know, a lot of top-notch drivers from different areas around the country are coming in here, you know. So they're definitely getting a reputation there. I think he said 14 or 15 states. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, something like that now. Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Asphalt Modified driver Tom Golick. Now, after the uh, street stock, then semi-lights? Yeah, yeah, I ran semi-lights for a couple years. I mean, it's just natural progression that you move up a little bit and... Uh, my buddy Ron Skrinovich had moved up to the late models, and he's like, this is where you need to be up here. These guys are, you know, more professional drivers, and you're going to learn more. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, so we moved up to the late models in 84 and ran that for several years. I mean, we had limited success. You know, we didn't have the high-dollar uh, cars like a lot of the guys did. But, uh, you know, we finished in the top ten most of the nights. And uh, when Motodrome paved, uh, I believe, in 89, 
uh, the, the fall of 89. We ran 90 and 91 on asphalt because uh, I lived six miles away from Motorhome. It, it didn't make sense to go 30, 40-some miles somewhere else to, to go race. So we tried to dabble with uh, the asphalt racing. You mentioned Ron Skrinovich, another guy, very knowledgeable background, quite a resume in racing. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's been on the phone with uh, quite a few gentlemen with, for me this week. You know, he's kind of like behind the uh, scenes technical guy. You know, he, he gets on the phone and we talk about different things with uh, my brother-in-law, Harry Ofer, and, you know, we change things on the car according to different uh, things that we find out from people, you know. You got some good people, and we'll get to them in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say was your most memorable moment in racing? I don't know. I mean, uh, we won a modified race up at Jennerstown there when they first had like a special event there. And, uh, we had a pretty good run in the Motor Mountain Masters last year. Uh, we just fell a little bit short of where we wanted to be, but, uh, uh it was a pretty good, good night. How'd you pick your car number? Uh, the first car that I had from Bobby Dow's was number 93. And my dad said, you know, just make it simple, close in the other side of the three and make it an eight. And I'm like, that works. You know, so it's, it's been 98 ever since. The cars are always pretty. That powder blue color. I mean, anybody that's been to the races more than once will re- recognize your car. Yeah, I remember uh, whenever I started <laughs> racing the Modifieds, they came back. And I probably hadn't seen you for, oh, I bet you 15 or 20 years. And I didn't have the car letter, and you walked over to my car, and you said, I know there's only two guys that ever had that color car. It was Forbes, Pete, and Tom Golick. And I was like, yeah, I'm Tom Golick. You know? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. My memory was pretty good. Yeah. Yep, yep. When we, when we look at uh, the future, let's say by the end of September, uh, what would your goals be? Obviously, you want to win some more races, but what would you Yeah, cons- we want to win some more races. Uh, I mean, we're going to try to give Anthony Aiello a pretty good run for the track championship year this year. I mean, we're pretty close right now, and, you know, we just want to continue having uh, the success we're doing right now and having some fun at the racetrack, too. You know, that's, that's a big thing about it. You can't be real serious about everything. You've got to have some fun with it. And, Right now, the family and friends, is, you know, we're all having a good time at the races, and that, that's what's important. That's the best part, the family and friends. Yep, absolutely. Now, I can't confirm it, but I have a lot of eyes and ears at the round at the track, and I understand that Anthony lost the motor, so I don't know what yeah, the Yeah, uh, I was following him in hot laps last week, and uh, it, I seen some smoke come out from underneath the car, and he looped it around going into one and two, but... Uh, I don't think he got into the wall there, but that's what I had heard that uh, he had broke a rod or a rod came through the bottom of the oil pan. So, you know, I didn't hear any more other than that. Yeah. How about we take a minute and mention your sponsors? Okay. Um, I have uh, the company that I work for, Coal Contracting. They've been with me for several years. Uh, letters by Brunel, my friend Dave Brunel. I mean, he's been lettered in my car since uh, the, the mid-'80s when he painted them by hand, you know. And um, I have him, uh, Screenies Auto Service. I have a uh, Ray Bestis brakes. We do some testing for Ray Bestis brakes. Uh, my good friend Don Lynn, uh, he supplies us with some, you know, brake components and parts and stuff like that. And also uh, Gainer's uh, Greenhouse uh, up in uh, Ligonier. How about your pit crew, the people that do all the work? Uh, the people that do all the work is myself, Harry Ofer, my brother-in-law, uh, Dave Bump, uh, another guy that helps us, uh, Bill, and... Um, uh, Ron, like I said, Ron Screenovich, he's my technical guy. I get my nephew, Joe Bailog, over here once in a while when I need some heavy lifting. And, um, you know, my son-in-law, Cody Gaynor, they help me out a good bit. Okay, we're coming up on a break. Do you have any closing thoughts, anything you'd like to add? 
No, I just want to thank you for doing an excellent job with the racing program over the years here. And I uh, also want to mention to thank my wife and my sister and my daughter. I mean, they keep us fed at the races pretty good and, you know, keep us uh, out of trouble in the garage here at nights and stuff like that, too. They know when to call the curfew to, you know, get us out of the garage and come to bed, you know. So. Always enjoy visiting with your crew. They they look like they're having a great time. I want to wish you continued success, and I thank you for being with us. Okay, thank you very much, Don. This portion of today's program was brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers competed late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinner Bell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724 724- 352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. 
fans, joining me now on Rapping on Racing is a guy that you may not be entirely aware of, considering he's from the California area and he's been racing in Ohio. However, he makes his way over to Pennsylvania this weekend, and uh, his name is Cole Macedo, and he is an upper-comer, up-and-comer, rather, in the uh, 410 division of Sprint Cars. So, uh, Cole, welcome to Rapping on Racing. appreciate your time this evening, and welcome to Lernerville Speedway. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, here at Lernerville again. Uh, it's my second time here, so um, hopefully I can get my feet wet pretty quick and and get going here in the 29. Let's talk about that first time that you were here at Lernerville. Yeah, I actually ran the Rule of Outlaws show here in Jay Kaiser's car last year. Um, wasn't the best run. Uh, you know, Jay hadn't come here a lot, and, and I had never been here either, so um, you put those two together, and it's hard to have good results. So, uh, but we uh we had we had a decent night you know I, I learned a lot and i think he did too and um you know hopefully i can use some of the stuff i learned on to today so let's talk about your career starting out you were said you started racing around the time you were six years old kind of started off in a junior sprint and all that stuff like that and then all of a sudden at the age of 15 you jump into a 410 sprint car what has that transition been like through the years uh getting up to that point of racing in a 410 sprint car uh it's definitely been a, a wild ride for sure um you know it, uh, these sprint cars are a lot to handle and, and uh, you know, you can get in trouble real quick. But um, I think that, you know, this year has been a good year and, and I've been putting some good runs together and hopefully we can continue that. You got your start in 410 sprint cars driving for a pretty notable car owner. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, back in California, I ran for, for Charlton's, um, you know, for the first three three and a half years of my sprint car racing deal um going on so uh you know they're great car owners and and they uh they kind of put me where i needed to be and and got me where i needed to go and and you know got my feet wet in a 360 and then a 410 and and kind of pushed me out of california and to come here in ohio and and then you know um you know do what i could here and and hopefully get to the next level soon that's what I was going to mention. You're a California kid, and then all of a sudden you end up in Ohio. I was going to ask, how did that all happen? Uh, you talk about driving for a notable driver or a notable car owner. You're driving for one right now. Yeah, Rich Farmer tonight. Um, yeah, I've been racing for Ray Brooks all year. Uh, we had an off night, so I was actually at work. I worked for Rich Farmer during the week at the Fremont Napa store, and we were sitting there um, you know, talking and, and we brought up Lernerville and, and I asked him, you know, Hey, if you're going to go to Lernerville, you should bring your car too. He was going to bring his driver, Howdy in the one H car. And, um, we just talked about it jokingly and, and he said, all right, go get it, go over there and get that thing ready and, and, and race it. So, um, you know, we made it here. Rich Farmer's a, a great guy. You know, like I said, I work for him and, um, I've seen what he's done with a lot of people this year and, and helped out a lot of people and, uh, just shows how, how good of a guy is, you know, bringing two cars on, on a work day and whatnot. So um, hopefully we can make him proud today and, and pull off a W. Talk to me about how this ride came together for you. If I'm not mistaken, on a recent episode of Open Red, um, it kind of came out that your brother Carson Macedo, who travels with the World of Outlaws, kind of helped put this deal together. Um, you know, talk to me about that a little bit more. Um, he, Carson, he that, that, that ride's the, the Ray Brooks ride, um, the 18 car that I run all year. Um, with the Linder family. So yeah, Carson, 
um, raced for them back in the back in 2016, I believe it was for Craig Mintz, and uh, Linder took care of his equipment and and got to know them, and um, that's how the you know the ongoing you know relationship went on, and and I got linked up with them last year and lived with them while I raced for Jay Kaiser, um, and 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 ran you know ran for him the whole season, and then. Uh, Ray Brooks gave me the opportunity to jump behind the wheel of the 18, uh, you know, being a new car owner this year and whole new team. We've been uh, been having a pretty good year and, um, you know, hopefully we can keep it up. We race tomorrow at Fremont uh, back in the 18 car. Um, but, yeah, today just running for Farmer. It's the first time I've ever ran his car and, you know, hopefully we can do have some success. There you go. Thanks for correcting that for me. I, I appreciate it. I, my facts misaligned, so I appreciate your time there and, and explaining that for the fans. Fans, if you're just tuning in, we are speaking with Cole Macedo, driver of the, I guess tonight will be the 29 Red Farmer Sprint Car. Fans, if you've been tuning into the to the region and tuning into to racing in the region, you're, you're not unfamiliar to this car because it just showed up at uh, Sharon Speedway, and Dale Blaney was actually behind the wheel, so not bad company whenever you're racing the same cars as, as names like that. Talk to me about what your expectations are for not only the season ending you know a little past halfway through the season now talk to me about what your expectations are for the to finish up this season and talk to me about short term as well within the next couple of years or so uh yeah i mean we we were able to pull off three wins this year so far um in the 18 car and and we've ran up front almost every night i feel like so uh we've been knocking on the door for another one here you know soon and hopefully we can get that done um but yeah, I think that you know a realistic goal would be to knock off another three, um, you know, at least a couple more, at, at, at say the least. Um, I don't think that that's uh, out of the expectation list. So hopefully we can just finish up with a good year and, and and you know finish up our points. We're running second, and all the points standings are there in Ohio. So hopefully we can knock DJ off of his uh, tower right now. He's he's actually been you know whooping our butts. So. Hopefully we can, you know, do something to get by him and and finish up with a good year and, and, you know, look forward to next year. So uh, I think that next year I'll probably be racing for Ray Brooks again. You know, we've had a really good year and, and, you know, me and Ray and the Linders relationship has been really good and, uh, you know, can't complain. So hopefully, you know, get the opportunity to run that car again and, um, you know, try to get to the next step, which would be, you know, like you said, looking forward in the future. Um, you know, I'd like to get, go all-star racing full-time or, you know, possibly a Roll of Outlaw ride here in the next couple of years. So that's the goal, and hopefully we can make it happen. Now, does it stop at dirt? I mean, is that where the ultimate goal is eventually is to run World of Outlaws full-time, or would you be open to a NASCAR deal if something ever would, would come available? Uh, you never know. I, like I say right now, man, I, I love dirt racing, and I actually practiced a pavement sprint car this year, and, man, it's a lot to handle and a lot of stress, and you got to be really, you know, easy on tires and stuff like that, and you got to think a lot more. Um, it's definitely not as fun. I, I've heard a lot of pavement guys say that, too. Um, so, you know, I, I, I would be happy with, you know, being a World of Outlaw driver. I feel like that would be, you know, my goal from being a little kid would be was to be a World of Outlaw driver, just like my brother's doing, so... Um, you know, I would be happy with that if I could get there. Uh, but like you said, if the opportunity arose, you know, arose, I, I don't know what would happen. I'm sure I would take it. Um, you should see how it is. But um, I think dirt will always be my home. 
We've had a lot of press and media over the past, uh, it seems like past few months here. You're definitely making a name of yourself in the dirt scene, and it's great to see. And it's great to see you here at, in our region now, in our area at Lernerville Speedway. Let's give you one question here that isn't necessarily race-related. Obviously, you have a lot of time invested in racing and stuff like that. But when it comes to the off-season, when it comes to time off, what does Cole Macedo do to kind of unwind and relax? Ah, uh, man, I I love working on race cars just as much as I do racing them. Um, so you know, most of the time, you, you know, you'll find me in the shop working on a race car. If I'm if I'm home in California, I'm helping out Tarleton's or my buddy DJ Neto. He sponsors me, and uh, Drew Warner, my also my buddy, works on his car, and so I'll go over and tinker with them in the shop and learn stuff. And and you know, the more knowledge you have about these things, I feel like the better you can be. So. Uh, but yeah, mostly working on race cars, but, uh, last year I, I went snowboarding a lot during the winter, uh, there in California, we have tons of, you know, Tahoe, China peak. Um, you know, that's, that's another thing that I love to do. And, um, you can do a lot of it in California, you know, where in Ohio, it's a little tougher to do, even though there's a lot of snow, there's not big mountains and stuff like we got in California. So, uh, it's good to be home during the winter and kind of get your mind off racing a little bit. And, and yeah, so snowboarding uh, is definitely one of my other uh, hobbies that I like to do. And uh, I'd like to do more of it this winter, too, if I can't go to Australia. Cole, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. We hope you enjoy your time here at Lernerville and welcome to our neck of the woods. And uh, best of luck this you know tonight. Best of luck the rest of the season. And, uh, you know, we'll see what the future holds for you. Thanks for having me on. Out of the car and up to the top wing. I'm in a big hand for Cole Macedo. Cole will get an ice cold jug of Marburger Farm Dairy iced tea. We're going to owe him a pack of Toma meat sticks. Get a hat from People's Natural Gas. Cole, that was a hell of a run. You didn't have to make it that interesting, though. Yeah, man. Uh, man, it's just so awesome. You know, Rich Farmer, um, all he does for our sport and, and guys like me and and, uh, you know, I wasn't racing. I wasn't supposed to race tonight. And, and uh, you know, we're just talking in the office at work and, and uh, asked them to bring me here. And, and we worked on this thing last night and the night before and got her ready. And, man, she is a rocket. I mean, uh, the fact that we spun out and still won, it just blows me away. Uh, you know, we were battling a little bit of brake issues there. But, man, that's just awesome how fast this car is. I can't thank Rich Farmer. Howdy, his dad, Brian, Taco, uh, George, everybody over there, man. It's just a team effort here at the Napa team, and, and uh, man, we're just having fun tonight. We're going to let you go and celebrate. I appreciate you stopping in at Lernerville Speedway. Congratulations. First win at Lernerville Speedway might not be the last. Probably won't be too much longer before you see Cole in an all-star sprint and maybe like Big Brother on the Outlaw Tour. But tonight he is your feature winner in the People's Natural Gas Third Car Sprints. Saturday night, racing entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair 4 Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. The Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series. The Rush Sportsman Modifieds. The Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. The Rush Wingless Sprints. Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds. And the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. 
Special events include the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, this is a special interview. Tonight we're at Lernerville Speedway for Nostalgia Night. And this is a fan favorite, let alone driver favorite, because it gives a chance to, for the, the drivers, my heroes from the yesterdays, to come back and relive some of their memories in the, in the good old days and some faces that they haven't seen for a while. And, and first up on the docket is Dick Schwartzlander. Dick, welcome to Rapid on Race and many-time guests. You know, Don's back in North Carolina taking care some family business, but how special it is. I know for you as a driver, as many laps as you put here at the racetrack, Lernerville is extremely special. And to come back and to see some of these cars, the Waring car, the Tim Temple car, has to bring a lot of memories to you. Yeah, it does. I, I drove for Tim for quite a few years, won a track championship in his car one year. And uh, racing's been so good to me that I can't ever think of anything that I would rather do. I told a lot of people the only two things I ever learned to do was drive a race car and BS. So <laughs> I uh, I never drove Tim's car or uh, the Waring car. Waring's car, but I drove for Tim for quite a few years off and on. We ran at Syracuse and uh, Fonda and Middletown, a lot of different tracks, but we ran here also, and uh, it did well. It was a, a lot of fun. We were laughing early before the interview. We were talking. You said you saw that Mister Invitational a lot from the. It was you were behind him while he was in front. Yeah, I followed him quite a few times. He's he's always been a a good champion and a a heck of a nice guy to race with. You know, you can race with him or could race with him back in years and things. We raced side by side and had a lot of fun. And but he was always better than me. He always he always ended up going faster than me. So. Uh, but I don't, I don't begrudge him to that. He worked hard. He does a good job, and I really respect him for it. He's one of the, one of the better drivers and best, best guys that I know to race with. He was great. There's not many red farmers out there. Red, I think, is like 89 years old. And I know you got him by a couple years now, but he still jumps into a late model. But just 
from the years that you raced, and you look at these cars, they're cars. Now what you see out there, they're machines, and yeah. they're so different. And you had an opportunity to race that. So tell the listeners, I mean, just some of the, the different vehicles that you drove. And we're not going to go into the back days with the coupes and stuff like that, but from your, you know, the late models in the 70s all the way up through the modifieds. Well, I ran modifieds, late models, and sprints all at one time, and I don't know which one I liked the best, but I always had pretty good rides, and I don't, uh, uh, yeah, Gamble said that he's the only guy I know and the only guy has a record of the one that features all three features in one night in the late model, the sprint car, and the modified. So I'm pretty pleased with that, but I'd, I'd drive anything that had wheels on it if somebody asked me. If I broke when I was driving Larry Peters' car, uh, when I broke, somebody always would come and get me to drive their car. So I always had fun and I didn't. I didn't ever expect to make money, but when we were younger, we did. But uh, the last eight or ten years that Danny and I drove together, it got so expensive, we just decided to quit two years ago. Now you have a grandson, I think, that races a... He's been doing well. He won the heat and feature both out at Deerfield, and he got second and third at Blanket Hill uh, the first night we went, and uh, he won the heat the next night, and then he got third and fifth last week so he's doing real well uh we're trying to get him a new motor just he's just about <laughs> 10 horsepower short of winning all the time but he does well he drives well and if i see him doing something wrong i tell him and he tries to correct it and uh he's really smooth and really aggressive and i enjoy going watching him I know you watched your son race, and now you're watching your grandson race. Yeah. From a driver's standpoint, a parent and a grandparent, there's probably no greater satisfaction than when he takes that checker flag or just competes that it, it brings back a flood of emotions from your days, and then you could see it in him. And to be able to do it, like what Don always says, how great is it to be able to spend the weekend with your family and love doing what you're doing? Well, it's good, but... Uh I think if I was a little younger, I'd still be racing. I just, uh, my wife, uh, my wife died, of course, my first wife, but my new wife, uh, she said, you just go do whatever you want to do. If you want to race, go race. I don't mind, you know. And I talked to Danny about it, and he said, Dad, you're getting old. You should keep some of your money in case you need it when you get older. And he was right. I need it now. <laughs> so uh, I'm... I miss racing a little bit, but I go with Noah and be his head pit man, and we have fun together. He races like me. He said, I don't come for the money, Grandpa. He said, I just come to have fun. And if you can do that and win... That's two good things. I don't think there's any money in Florida anymore, but Dick, it's great seeing you here at Lernerville. It's always special to see you guys once a year when we come back and enjoy your racing with your grandson, Noah, and hopefully there's many more checkered flags that you guys can share together. Well, I hope so. It keeps me young. It keeps me going. Uh, when I get out with him, I don't feel like I'm 91, but uh, I'm... I'm ready to just stick with him. I don't want to get back into it myself. But I enjoyed it. It's been good to me. Uh, I've had met so many nice people racing and enjoyed it so much. There isn't anything I would rather do than race. But uh, I go fishing, I go hunting, 
and I do that stuff with my son, but uh, it's not like racing. <laughs> when it's you know it, when it's in your blood, it's in your blood. Well, it's great seeing you here this evening. I know there's some people you want to see again, so thank you for taking the time to talk to us on Wrapping on Racing. It's been my pleasure. Thank you very much. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. Racers for Tots is a nonprofit organization composed of a group of racing enthusiasts who have come together to raise money through various fundraisers and raffles to purchase toys for children in need during the Christmas season. Founded in 1999, Racers for Tots has raised over $2 million to purchase toys and bicycles for children in need across western Pennsylvania. Racers for Tots donates to Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh, the Children's Institute of Pittsburgh, the Salvation Army, Father Ryan's Outreach Center, Children of Murder Victims, Catholic Charities, Bikes for Children with Autism, and any local organization that benefits families with children in need. This year, the organization will celebrate 21 years, and there are many local and regional raffles and fundraisers planned. And if you see the Racers for Tots car at your local Speedway, be sure to purchase a $10 ticket for a chance to win the Racers for Tots grand prize, a brand new rocket race car. This car is valued at about $50,000. For additional information, call 412-952-4723 or go to info at racersfortots.org. For this segment of the show, we want to share some Victory Lane interviews. The first one is Brian Schwartzlander after a victory at Lake Trobe Speedway. Howie Bayless took care of that. Eric Westendorf has two nice interviews with Colton Flinner. Uh, winning his uh, late model feature at Lernerville, and Corey McPherson winning feature number 50. The final Victory Lane interview is John Over, who picked up the win at Lake Trobe Speedway, and he spoke to Howie Bayless. We hope you enjoy all these Victory Lane interviews. Some very special people, some very special moments. He's out of the car. Let's give a round of applause. Brian Schwarzlander in Victory Lane. Brian, congratulations. Is this your first ever win here at Latrope? Yeah, I got a few seconds here. I've only run here four or five times. We got a couple seconds last year. We broke running second, and uh, so we, this felt good tonight. And last night you were competing at Lernerville, a small track. You and BJ and the team worked all day to, just to get the setup changed so you could come here to the big, fast half mile. And this car definitely took the changes very well. Yeah, we, we threw everything out the window last night. We really were pretty bad at Lernerville, and uh, 
we started from scratch today, and uh, boy, what a difference, man. It was just fun to drive. And I'll tell you what, your nephew-in-law, Brad Rapp, came within about three car lengths of catching you at the end. Oh, that don't surprise me. He's been running real good. And it has to be kind of cool. You guys race as a family, and Brad married your niece, so it's kind of family, and you guys, first and second, nice way to end the night. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I didn't know he was there, but I figured he'd be up there. He's been running really well, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's great, one and two. I'm glad we were on the one end. So, <laughs> And don't forget, later on this season, the BRP Tour is going to be coming here to Latrobe, and you got to stamp yourself as one of the favorites. Well, I don't know about that, but we'll give it our best, you know. Anybody you want to go ahead and thank? Yeah, I want to thank this crew, first of all. They do a great job. Uh, thank my wife, my family, uh, McCutcheon Enterprises, Peace Contracting, Palooza Roofing. Uh, you know, without all these people, we wouldn't be here. So, uh, And uh, thank the fans for coming out, man. We appreciate all you being here, and it was a lot of fun tonight. Race fans, give a round of applause. Leesburg, Pennsylvania's own Brian Schwarzlander here in Victory Lane. Out of the car for the first time this year, your points leader, Colton Flitter. Colton, it's been a little while. You've been waiting a long time to get back here to Terry Bowser excavating Victor Lane. How does it feel to be down here as a father? I don't think she was too happy being up on that roof, though. No, I think I scared her, but this is so awesome. I'm, this is my first time I got to win with my daughter here, and it's the coolest feeling in the world. I can tell you that much. She's looking at me like, who is that guy? Why are you holding a flag? This is all kind of uh, new to her, but you have to make it a little bit more frequently so she's a little more comfortable up here. Yeah, if I can get it done more often. I feel like I've been letting her down and a whole lot of other people down, but uh, hopefully I made up for all, the, all my mistakes I've made this year. And uh, I can't thank John Johnson enough. That man could give up on me any day of the week, and he continues to believe in me, and I can't thank him enough. So your consistency has you up top in the points, but it's got to feel good to finally be down here in Victory Lane. Who all makes it possible for you to be here? Uh, definitely John Johnson for sure. My dad, Randy Towing, he's here tonight. I told him this morning I went to see him, and I told him I was going to win for him. Uh, All-American Framers, A.W. Beatty Career Center, Jake Brake Customs, uh, River Salvage, Tindy Enterprise, Precise Racing Products, especially Julian, uh, my fiance Casey, my mother, my sister, uh, anybody, Andy, Tim, Toma, Toma Meat Market, everybody that supports me, all the fans out there. I know there were some booing, some cheering, but that's just part of my last name. And uh, there is a special person I want to dedicate this win. I seen on Facebook today that Michael Norris was going to wax the field, and that would be my uncle John Flinner. Uh, I guess I proved him wrong too tonight. So congratulations on the feature win. Enjoy it. Make sure that little girl is not a stranger to Terry Bowser excavating Victor Lane. How about another big hand for your feature winner, Colton Flinner. Out of the car. He's going to head up to the roof for the 50th time in his career. The high side hustler, Corey McPherson. So he finally did it. Finally got that 50th feature win. Does that number even seem real? It surely doesn't. You know, uh, I'm humbled to be here. We've been working at it all year long. Uh, I've been close the last few weeks, and uh, to put it together, to be so close to Joe Kelly, all-time wins, is uh, it's just something else. So can you get those two more to tie them or three more this year? Starting to run out of Friday nights, but um, what would it mean to, to not only catch but pass Joe Kelly, the legend here in the pro stock division? 
To be honest, that's like pretty much my only goal left uh, in, in racing is to beat him. And I mean, I'm sure I'll set some other goals if I do and when I beat him. But uh, right now, that's the goal. And, uh, you know, we, we got a really good car this year. The guys, all my sponsors have given me a great car. Uh, best car we've had in quite a few years. And uh, hats off to all those guys over there. They, they put the work in week in and week out. And uh, I just couldn't be happier to be here. All the sponsors makes it possible. Lots of logos on here. A lot of people on board to see 33. Yeah, there's no doubt. And uh, without all these people, I just wouldn't be able to do it. Uh, doing it right, roofing, uh, alternative power sources, precise racing, Ingram engines, SS chassis and supply. Uh, just everyone. Thank you. Congratulations. 50th feature win. Just two away from the legendary Super Joe Kelly. Feature winner here tonight again in the Millerstown Pick Apart Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. Corey McPherson in the C33. John, congratulations. When we talked at the end of last year, you basically said, I'm walking away from this. I've had a great career, done enough, and sold your trailer, sold your old car, sold everything. And then around Christmas time, I think it was, your wife Michelle said, you know what? You just enjoy this too much. Go get all new stuff. You made the switch over to Rocket Chassis, and, and what a way to come out of retirement, winning the Ralph Davis Jr. Memorial, and thanks to some extra money, you're taking $1,000 home tonight. Well, thank you very much. Um, you know, this, this car, we, had, we don't race every weekend, but when we do, we try to do the best we can. I worked on this thing all week, made some adjustments. I've got to thank the, the guys down at Rocket. They told me what to do this week. Uh, Paul Wilmoth, Brett Trimble, uh, just all the guys down at Rocket. I mean, it's. I finally got a spring smasher this week, and it made a world of difference. I mean, I really got to know what this car does um, with the spring smasher. So, Now, you actually started your late model career in a Rocket. Then you made the switch over to the Warrior chassis and had a lot of success with that. But I know your uh, relative, Mr. Gary Sisson, every time he could, he said, Rocket, 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 Rocket. And uh, you, you finally took his advice, and you got back in. And I'll tell you what, this car was one bad, fast Rocket tonight. It really was. It, it, to show you what the past is, I had to relearn everything. I mean, what I've known for the last 15 years... I basically had to forget all we did tonight was make a 16th inch shim adjustment on the right front spring of this car. That's all I did all night long. And thank everybody who helped make this win here at the Ralph Davis Jr. Memorial possible. Well, you mentioned it. The first person I got to thank is my wife because she's the one that told me to go buy a, a car because I was done. Like you said, we were done. And then I got to thank the guys that have been with me all this time. My brother Gary, who couldn't be here tonight, uh, Timmy Koffler, uh, Joe Tessero. I got to thank some people that aren't with us anymore Joe's brother Jeff, uh, Spanky Nelson, and of course my mother. I mean, those, those people have always been with me. My uncle, my uncle in law, Gary Sisson, one of my best friends also. He's been a true supporter throughout my entire career. When I first bought a street stock, he was the first one in my driveway saying, okay, now you got my attention. So, I mean, he really, it's been a, it's been a wonderful ride. Um, you know, I'll be 61 years old, so it's just fun to get out and do this. I'm not doing it like we used to do it. I'm just going to be here. When we feel like racing, we come racing. 
Well, I'll tell you what, here to present you, we got our trophy king. We got Gianna, our trophy queen, with the sign. And we have uh, Mr. Davis here who's going to present you with this check. Again, $1,000 going home thanks to the Davis family, SMB Promotions, and CMB Motorsports. Well, I would like to thank them. Uh, and I'd like to thank all the fans that come out and watch the races at every track. I mean, this 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 is not a cheap sport. So I mean, it you know the fans make it, and it's just nice to be able to look in there and see the fans enjoying the race. So thank you. Race fans, give a round of applause. John over at Victory Lane. Jennerstown Speedway proudly presented Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rapping on Racing. Stand on it.